This episode of the Pope Boys Podcast is brought to you by VapePanda.com. Vape Panda. You can smoke juice that's not made out of pandas. <laughs> it's good juice. Uh, I tried some. Uh, nice, fruity. Nice and fruity? I don't fucking know, man. VapePanda.com. You can get two signature flavors. They got Panda's Breath. Lotus Petal, um, it's good high quality juice, you know, it's, it's nice and thick, and if you're a person that's into vaping or e-cig, whatever the fuck you got, you can give it a shot, spread the love, try something new, you fuck, by the way, if you happen to go to vapepanda.com, you can enter the promo code, poboy501, you'll receive 15% off your purchase, and, uh, yeah, somebody will finally sell some vape panda shit. <laughs> and now, the podcast. They call me Dr. Jones, known as the Night Tripper. Got my satchel of grease in my hand. Take me tripping up and back down to buy you. I'm the last of the best. Hello. Hello. Breaker Breaker One Nine. <laughs> What's up, y'all? How we doing today on this lovely Saturday? Welcome to the Poe Boys Podcast. I'm your host, Jody B. It's a new year, and I got a new episode. Now, this one was actually uh, it's a lot of fun, man. Uh, you know, I like to interview comics. That's kind of something that, that I've made a point on this show is to talk with comedians. And uh, I listen to a bunch of different podcasts that are put on by comedians. So, one of the shows I listen to... Uh, it's called The Real Ass Podcast with a New York comedian named Louis J. Gomez. Now, he featured a comic on a recent epi- uh, two recent episodes of his show uh, named Sean Hennessy. And I highly recommend, you know, if you'd like to hear the entire story of what this dude, not the whole story, but the, the good parts, uh, go back and check those out because this guy <laughs> spent six years in, in real deal prison you know overall I think we discussed he spent 10 years of his life in some kind of a correctional facility and uh, you know just the stories he would he was telling on the show and his insight it just it kind of blew me away I said oh man <laughs> this is this is a real motherfucker right here and uh, it's been pretty crazy like you know I, I hit him up after I heard the episodes and I said, man, you know, I don't know if you do small time podcasts, but I'd love to talk to you. And he agreed and it kind of blew me away. So, uh, yeah, my episode today is with Sean Hennessy and we're going to talk about some of his past and some of the stuff that went on. And he's just, he's a real fucking dude. And, uh, I was just amazed. So I'm hoping that, you guys can uh, find some entertainment today in our little sit-down conversation. 
and uh, yeah, man, we'll uh, we'll wrap up after the show. You guys uh, hold on to your fucking hats. <laughs> You got love trouble, you got a bad woman you can't control, I got just the thing for you. Something called controlling hearts and get together drops. If you work too hard and you need a little rest, try my easy life rub or put some of my balls fixed jazz. Get it. All right. Get it. I'll get that out of the way. Um, I've tried uh, uh, not out of a dab rig, but just oils and and shit, the shatter and the little mountain pins and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll get you. It'll punch you right in your taint. Well, uh, (laughs) I got both of those going right now. I have one of those. Those carts, the cardam, the cardamizers, yeah, filled with uh, hash oil. But I also, oh, ooh. that one kicked me in the dick. That was some really, really fire. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. It's some kind of ocean grown, some kind of OG strain. Isn't it shatter crazy? that is absolutely incredible? I got my e nail set up right now. I got the fuck. I got the glass dab rig out. I got the. I got the pens out. I got the carts out. We get fucked up out here, man. You sitting there like Tony Montana with a fistful of weed and vapor yeah. stuff. Just, yeah, man. Actually, we're doing big things. I don't have a fucking milligram of flower pot. Really? But I have like an ounce of shatter. So I got to ask, you know, yeah. do you prefer that now? Is that kind of, because I'm an old I school. I like, I like to smoke it, man. I like to break down. I like to sit there, roll it up. Smoke I, I dig that, man. I dig that as a social event. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's a social event. If we hung out or like, uh, you know, like at rap, me, Louis, Zach, Dave, and uh, Dave Temple, and when it was just the three of us, we smoked even more than when there was four people there. Right. <laughs> That's a social thing. You know what I'm saying? You sit down with your friends, you break up some weed, y'all smoke weed together because it's fun it's social it's what you're you're hanging out with friends you're having fun you know what i'm saying yeah but when it's me by myself i prefer some hashish man i prefer hash it it gets the job done much quicker so you can go do Um, other shit (laughs) it's a whole joint in a a hit you know how can you how can you beat that you can't beat that are you surprised like how much it's changed just in say the last 10 years how it's evolved because you gotta remember 10 12 years ago this was just cannabis cup shit like that didn't happen here unless you knew somebody that knew somebody that said hey man i got these moon rocks i got this hash oil i got this shit well what is that yeah oh man it'll make the top of your fucking head sweat (laughs) exactly well it was really cool for me because in a lot of ways I was really involved with the cannabis progression. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially out here in Connecticut. Um, I was the first person to bring high quality weed to my area. Oh, bless you. For me and my boy, it was just, it was, it was Mexican. It was, we called it Bristol Brown. Yeah. It was mess. It was Mexican brick weed, right? That that brick, man. looks like a hockey puck. (laughs) Exactly. Well, and then me and a buddy of mine, I mean, you had your occasional grower, would come out with something amazing but that would only last a short bit you'd only be able to get small small bits of that you know what i mean yeah there were no major grow operations in this area at that time at least none that 
any of our channels had access to. You know what I mean? Like See, I figured some of the old, you, some of the older people. What's that? Oh, I was just saying. I figured with being that close, because you're so far across the fucking country. Obviously, if it's coming yeah. from Mexico, it's got a long way to go. But oh, I know yeah. Canada well, has been a big have proponent. Be. That's so. just what we called it. I got well, it might have been from Mexico. Dude. I, it I would probably <laughs> was, but the Mexicans they have they have the cartels have had uh, these smuggling routes in place for for a very long time. So it's easier for them to get it from Mexico than it was for us to bring it down from Canada sometimes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? See, I've never experienced any border stuff, so I don't know how thorough they are or what it is. I've heard Canada's yeah. a real bitch. <laughs> they yeah, don't fuck see, around. I never actually had to cross a border with anything. Yeah. Um, my connection had a, had a grow spot in Canada, but he was living on the American side of the border in a northern state. And he there was a, a, a small – but – not too small river that went across the border, like literally was the border. And he oh, would take a fucking okay, small yeah. boat with an electric motor across the river, cut down his plants, yeah. load up the boat and sometimes trail a raft across the river and fucking <laughs> do the trimming in a little shed in the back of a property somewhere and leave it to dry and hang and shit there. But he said he would make 15, 20 trips Back and forth, back and forth, across the river, just cutting down fucking trees, throwing them in the boat, and then bringing them over and doing the fucking manicuring, and uh, and that's how he really first got on. And now he's he's quite successful in a in a in a legalized area of the field uh, on the west coast. And uh, it was really cool to watch how all of this shit kind of changed. You know what I mean? These people that just used to be your goofy friends that you would go. I mean, I don't know. Buying weed from white people is weird because you would just show up and you have to sit and talk to them for like an hour. You know? Well, yeah. yeah <laughs> so, yeah, and they would tell they, they you all make this. It seem like you're hanging out. Yeah. Well, they would tell you all this shit that they're working on in the back room. You know, I got this thing yeah. that makes this do this, and I got these lights that do this, and you're like, all right, man. But now those people who were just your crazy yeah. friends, you know, they have an yeah. opportunity to let their expertise and their shit shine, and that's that's pretty fucking cool, man. You know, it is. Cool. It is cool. I um, I almost moved out west to to actually make dabs. I I, I used to process hash myself back yeah. in the day. Like, I mean, you know, Can whenever I, I had you, to. I've uh, watched Vice, and they got this one show called Bong Appetit. Have you seen that fucking show? Yeah, I like Vice, man. These, I enjoy Vice quite those a bit. Fucking hippies, they just sit around and they eat just mm. pot. You want weed salad? Yeah. I can make a weed salad. So it's all this yeah. crazy shit and I love it. It's hilarious. Just they oh, open that that fucking pantry door they open and it's yeah. like fifteen big ass jars on the shelf and there's little jars and there's weeds and oils and extracts and all kinds oh, yeah. of shit. Oh, it's fucking great. It's amazing. And so one of the things you mentioned doing hash oils and shit, like one of my favorite things that I've seen thus far. Are these people that make a, a a mugar or a magar? Have you seen that? No. So they take probably. Oh. They are they, you talking about the cigars? They're cigars made out of made out of entirely out of weed, and, but yeah, also yeah, yeah. with we dabs and extracts. Different. We call them tie sticks. But Dude, yeah. yeah, and they they put them on the thing, they tie them up, and they're, they're the size of a fucking cubano, and it's yeah. just this super joint weed with. Yeah. oil and gooey shit dripping off. Well, they lights. even use the fan leaves to, to as the fucking... Um, That's so fucking cool. Like They grow it just like a cigar, but with marijuana yeah. leaves, and then they put the yeah, flour you, and everything you in stick it. A, you stick a skewer through some buds, right? And you fucking coat them with some hash, and then you wrap a hemp wire around it to keep it tight. And then you just, you know, take that off and keep oiling it, and then you put the fan leaves on it and cover it in oil. You could even... Uh, 
layer in some shatter if you want or crumble. I've seen people do all types of things. They make like um, this jelly roll and then they wrap the yeah. pot leaves around. There are guys that the people that they specifically were talking to in California that do this, I think they said mm. they sell those for eighty five to a hundred dollars a pop. Oh yeah, they're a hundred dollar uh, cigars all day. Oh but yeah, yeah, yeah. Even the little ones, man. They're, they're leading the industry in it. They're one of the first people. So imagine being able to do what you love. If you love smoking weed or you love doing weed stuff, just sitting in a room, fucking smoking, mm-hmm. and you just rolling them up, twisting them up, fucking put a leaf on it, twist it, bam, hundred dollars, and then you just That's do it. that all day. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know. Exactly. You probably have enough hustle in your blood if you were to sit down in a room and they said, "Hey, those are a hundred dollars a piece. Make as many as you can in a day." You know yeah. you'd be in there just dropping bank. Bam, bam, Hell bam. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It's great. It, but it's it's also it's it's closely regulated, and that's what makes me worried. See, I'm a black market kind of guy. I'll always be a black market guy. Yeah. I think that we should always stay on the black market. Only because I know that once it goes off of, you know, above black market, that it's just gonna get fucked up. The whole thing's gonna get fucked up. I could just see it happening. You know what so, I mean? They're gonna let big tobacco get involved, and it's gonna it's 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 gonna get fucked up. I think the idea of having like a Snoop Dogg brand pack of joints would be kind of cool, but that would that, be great if like, Snoop Dogg hired a grower and had somebody do all the pre rolls and package them himself. But if you got like Philip Morris or whatever the fucking stupid companies are, they cut it real bad. Yeah, you don't. Bad, not yeah. only that, it's just <laughs> I, I see bureaucracy getting involved and the whole thing going to shit if they let everybody just grow a couple plants and you keep it at that you know what i mean or or you know you could go to dispensaries but the dispensaries can only buy off of you know what i mean like so have, there's got to be so like not let it fall to shit i know that you're in connecticut so yeah have you been have you been to a lot of these states where it's legal legal like colorado and california not since um full legalization i wonder um, what the the black market. There, Massachusetts is. is fully legal. I, I go to Mass a lot. So what but, do you uh, think? They that... haven't really implemented anything yet. It's just legalized yeah, yeah. there. Connecticut is uh, medically legalized and recreationally um, decriminalized, meaning you can get caught with like a small amount of weed and you're good. Yeah. But like there's scumbags out here. Though you get stopped and get caught with a gram of weed. That's like a $50 ticket and they'll write you a a $300 speeding ticket because they're pissed off because they can't bag you for the weed anymore. Like it's so fucking ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, man. Well, that's what I was going to say is I wonder now with the black market, just we'll call it general market with with buying weed, your guy. So in a state where it's legal, are there still guys? Like, are there still people that are? Of course there is. There always will be. Like, I feel like there'd have to be, right? Yeah, of course there is. But it's I guess not you as just... prevalent because it's not as prevalent, hmm. I'm sure, but it's probably just as prevalent in other areas because well, Colorado's a big state. If it's you know legal I mean? though, if it's legal, I guess basically what you do is you just go legal and you just you become a delivery service as opposed to yeah. some dude that you go to meet in a parking lot, you just go, Hey man, I'm coming to your house. Well, yeah, but and the problem with that is though, like to do that legally You'd have to get all types of licensing and approval, oh, and man. it's you it's it's robbed. a lot of red tape for a reason. You know what I mean? Because um, I looked into it, man. I looked into it a while back, like when I finished my probation and we were about to move out west. I was like, oh shit, I could do this for like this is what I do. You know what I mean? Fucking, this is weed. This is what I know better than anything else. Um, so, but with you know, there's a lot of red tape to it. 
I, I know a few people who are producers out west, you know what I mean? But they're all like squeaky clean guys and, and fucking – but they're not. They're like dreadhead hippies and cool-ass dudes, but they just never got caught up. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're lucky. They were able to stay one step away. <laughs> they're lucky. <laughs> exactly. That's all it is. It's timing and luck, man. So the deal is um, I don't do really openings for my show. So we've okay. been talking now for a little while, just getting a feel. Uh, yep. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this is this is Sean Hennessy. Uh, he's a stand-up comic. Uh, I heard him recently on Real Ass Podcast, Louis J. Gomez, and uh, it's a show I listen to a lot. So it's it's neat to hear that obviously he saw something in you to have you come on, and then just to hear some of your story, dude. Like, <laughs> holy shit! Yeah. You've uh, you've had an interesting road, man, and uh, I, it tickles me to death to think that. Okay, so just long and the short of it, if you don't mind, you don't have to get into no, everything, no. but just to, I know you've got a synopsis, so can you give me just oh, yeah. a rundown of what where you're at now, <laughs> and then we'll go from there. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, I uh, I got arrested, you know, when I was a teenager, I got arrested at 17 with a whole bunch of weed and some money and caught up in some sales situations, and uh, I ended up getting a bunch of time in prison behind it. Um I did all that time, ended up getting some more time in prison behind still being young and dumb. Uh, I finished that up in 2011. I've been off probation since 2014. Uh, I started doing comedy in 2016. And uh, here we are today. It's uh, about to be 2018. 2017 has been a banner year for me. Like you said, I just did uh, Real Ass Podcast twice. Lewis is a fucking great guy. Lewis is a really awesome guy. Um I think the realest dude out there, the Puerto Rican rattlesnake, right? Puerto Rican rattlesnake. It's. I think and, it's uh, cool that he's been through a lot too, and so it, he take, has, it takes man. one he's, to know one. He's got one. quite an interesting story too. It takes really one does. to know one, and I feel like obviously you guys kind of came across each other, and it's just you got to shed a light on that man, and I, I'm glad that he did because it gave me an opportunity to just. I'm so tickled that you decided to come fucking talk to me, you know. After yeah, I know man. you're out here trying to get it done, and I can appreciate that. Uh, how old are you now, Sean? 31 i just turned 31 actually uh episode one a shot of hennessy uh part one was shot on my 31st birthday you i mean recorded on my 31st birthday yeah you had a crazy road into your your late teens which led yeah. you down a path that you were making money you were you were hustling you were doing things you got turned yeah. over by somebody who i guess you assume was a friend or a associate at the time <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely yeah you yep, he, you were uh, looking, sold me out for a little over a gram of coke so fucked man yeah you were put in a situation as a child that you were faced with a very very harsh reality that you could spend up to 20 years in prison yeah well, child, I was in, <laughs> I was in my teens. You know what I mean? Um, Dude, I, I was, I, it's, it's, about... it's young, it's young. But like when I was a child, I got locked up at 11 for right. the first time. I feel like that's a child. Well, you come from you garbage, I mean? just like me and just like Lewis and like big day. Yeah. Like there's a lot of people now who have found a way to make pleasure out of not pleasure, but to share their pain to say, spin it, it into a, a it better a light or a different light or miracle that I'm here right now. You know, that's, oh, Oh my god miracles beyond the word for it like there's only should, yeah. a few people i think that have done that sean yeah. and I, it's very admirable that you can admit that's what you want to do and pursue it because it gives you an angle that not a lot of people have i mean some joey diaz spent some time in prison yeah um, do you know who ali Sadiq is you ever heard of him uh it sounds familiar i'm not 
Uh, he's he's off got the top a, of my head. Crazy. Oh, I am too. actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, 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 yes. He was I, on their yeah. shows and he talked about being yeah. in prison and uh, Mexicans yeah. got their boots on. You remember that fucking bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude was in a prison um, riot or two. I think he spent six or eight oh, years yeah. in prison. And yeah. uh, like my story's not unique. Like there's this is the biggest country for incarceration in the world. Like there's so many people out there that have been fucked over not even fucked over by the system, but just caught up in the system and got caught out because of one reason or the other. And you know what I mean? So like my story isn't entirely unique. You know what I mean? It's, there's a, it's just, I decided to try to do something different with my life because most of those people feel like there ain't no fucking way out, man. This is, it is what it is. I'm going to ride this bus till the wheels fall off. And I felt like that for a long time, especially being caught up as young as I was. I was like, what future could I have? I feel, you know what I mean? No, I'm dude with with the, the past that I had. And it's something that I've only recently realized since I've had a kid. It's been two years mm. now. The baby's two. I'm starting. No, I'm finally I'm starting to feel feelings again. You know what I'm saying? Like, because yeah. I think as a as a young person, when you when you're kind of doing your own thing and you don't have people looking out for you, you kind of you become this other thing, like this machine that's just like survive, survive. You don't care yeah. about people anymore. Exactly. Dude, there's you a time in my life cold, that man. I can cut, I snap my fucking fingers and it won't bother me. I've had people die. I've had people go away, abandon me. You know, it's it's really nuts. Oh yeah. To think that a young person can be in that mindset, but it happens every fucking day here, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> My wife oh, said yeah. the other day she doesn't understand how people that have more than one kid, you know, are able to watch them and take care of them. I said they don't. <laughs> she said That's you it. just ignore them. I said, yeah. Like my grandma used to just put me in a fucking room, and there I was, <laughs> you know, like oh, whatever, yeah. figured out. I was locked in closets when I was a little kid because <laughs> they wanted to get high and do sh- fucking, or they would just do what they had to do. Like, yeah, I knew I knew at five years old that using heroin meant you did it with a needle. You know what I mean? Like, I think around my, I had an uncle that did meth and he moved in and out, you know, he would just show up Mm. at random times. And see, you're from the South, right? Where in the South are you from? Uh, Arkansas, right? Smack Arkansas. Yeah. See, we we don't, we don't, (laughs) meth didn't really make it out here that big. Like there's a little bit, but it's, this is heroin country out here, man. Heroin and cocaine, man. Crack ruled supreme for a long time, but, but heroin has always been the thing out here. I've been very good. Uh, I've had some family members that went down hard. I got an uncle went to prison for 16 years for rape. I got an uncle that's Ooh. been on dope for 40 years, and now he's 50, and it's not a good look, man. He doesn't do it anymore, but uh, yeah, I've seen that shit wreck a few people. You know, those faces oh, of meth, those little pictures you see of these women that turn. Like, these yeah. are my, my uncle's girlfriends and wives and shit that would come around. And you just see them go from... Uh, she's all right to just like, whoa, <laughs> what the fuck is that? Where are your fucking teeth? And what is that yeah. fucking smell? <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, Dude, it's, it's it's a scary thing, man. It, uh, so many people deal with it. And I think it's beautiful that you and these other people can shed, can shed a light on society because this is what's happening. And that's why people like you and, and people that have been through it and come back are successful because it's a mirror of what we're all going through. And yeah, it's, man. it's awesome that you're able to decide that's what you want to do and stick to it. So I commend you, sir. Uh, you gave six, seven, how many fucking years of your life, formidable years um, of your fucking life were taken from you? I mean, in total, counting juvenile, 
Because I, I mean, I was sentenced to six years on my my big case. There, I did the better. I did over five. I did uh, just under five and a half years off of that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, before that, I had already done six months in adult prison. After that, I did another eighteen months in adult prison. So that's six, seven and a half years off of that. And then I had done almost almost three and a half in juvenile. So. It's 10 years. Ten and a, yeah, 10, 10 and a half years. About. It's a third of your life, Sean. <laughs> yeah, a third of my life, man. I got locked up as a juvenile for the first time at 11. Uh, I was just selling – I was selling weed. I got caught selling weed by my – by a priest. And <laughs> like he just grabbed me by the arm. Hey. And, and I didn't run. I didn't run. And the reason I didn't – and everybody goes, why didn't you just run? Um, the guy baptized me, gave me my first communion, took my first confession, ate dinner at my family's house. If I ran, yeah. he's walking to my fucking house. Yeah, like, you're not getting away. What am I going to do? <laughs> well, I'm not getting away from that. You were busted. He grabbed me and goes, Sean Patrick Hennessy, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, come on, man. Like getting caught by my parents. You fucking like, use my government name, father? You know what I mean? Fuck. <laughs> Sat me down in the goddamn church and made me wait for the cops. And everybody's like, why'd you do it? I was 11. I thought the priest was still real people. Like, I thought the Pope still counted as a person. You right. know what I mean? <laughs> I didn't realize they were monsters. And yeah. I was a second away from being fucking sodomized. <laughs> like, fucking parents that are I doing... That, I just ran. do whatever you gotta do. I don't want to go home. Fuck this game. Yeah, this, exactly. Everything about this sucks. <laughs> no, the only reason I was mad is... I mean, that I was worried about my parents being mad is because I got caught with all the... I got caught with the work and the money, man. I, that was the re-up. He was going to be pissed. Yeah, he was going to have to front you doing? me again. <laughs> God damn it. You know? Do you, I remember in your story you said that when you finally crashed and burned, you went down on a heavy plug. And I, that, I mm. know people that get murdered for less than that. <laughs> so that's that's yeah. crazy that uh, that you found us somebody who realized that you just got pinched you know oh, was yeah. able to, to i mean there it. was no like it was he was from the town he he grew up where i grew up you yeah. know what i mean so when it hit it was kind of big news in the town you know what i mean like <sighs> so he he found out right away he was one of the first people i called as well and i was like yo i got some bad fucking news <laughs> but he this is the thing he was a friend and he wasn't like a he wasn't like a heavy hitter. Like it's the that. game, man. Unfortunately, yeah, there's not insurance was, for it. What was it like? Eighty grand. He was a nerdy said? fucking. He was a nerdy grower who was in college, and like I had to broker most of his shit. Like all of the big deals he made, I brokered for him because he was too scared. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. talk to you people who might actually be a problem. <laughs> like you know what I mean? You got that look. It's a little better than being like, "Hey guys, uh, I was just thinking yeah. maybe." There, but how about? We're gonna take all this and the money. Yeah, and he was like a hundred twenty-five pounds and glasses, and he just looked like the the sweetest, nerdiest kid yeah. in the world. Well, even and you I had was to already pretty that. well tattooed at that point, and quite angry and violent. And uh, he was like, "Can you uh, talk to this guy for me?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure, no problem." And uh, so he he loved me, man. I could really do no wrong with him. So I got lucky, but uh, I've definitely been on the other side of some other people before and yeah. not been as lucky but still came out on the better end of it so i have to ask you this because like i said it's it's a big portion of your life and it's something i'm mm -hmm. curious about you've been out now for a while and yeah is there anything longest that you, this is the longest i've ever been free 
Isn't that crazy, man? Since I was 11 years old. All the old. things that are happening Knock on in the wood. world, man. The things that you miss. You know what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. missed you missed Family Guy for the most part. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, I dude. mean, luckily in Connecticut, you could buy a TV <laughs> and have it in your cell. And uh, so, like, I caught it. That's all I did was catch a lot of that shit. But, that's, um, it, but I missed a lot, man. I missed, is there I missed, anything from being inside that you miss like i know it may sound weird to hear that but there has to be no something, there are some things something not, that not you're sitting nothing. at the table <laughs> and the conversation or the time you had to piss in a jug because you were going to throw it on somebody because he was being an asshole you know what i'm saying like <laughs> there has yeah. to be something like lewis There's, said the other day you were telling a story and you had that you had that look in your eye like oh no you enjoy some of this shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah no nah, it was uh there was some fun shit, man. It wasn't all bad, man. It, like we, I, I lived pretty good in jail too. Like not for nothing. Like I, um, you know, I always had weed. We were, you know, I was doing my thing. I was getting fucking, you know, getting some shit through, through various channels and, uh, you know, doing shit like that. So that was always fun when, when something came through and it wet exactly how it was supposed to. And, uh, you felt like you got one over on the whole government. You know what I mean? Like, it was it was a good feeling. There was stuff like that. There's a lot of card games. The card games were some of them were fucking some of the most fun I've had in my life was just playing a wild, crazy card game with a whole bunch of fucking crazy yelling people playing fucking blackjack or, or poker or whatever, just going nuts. And a lot of that was fun. It was a lot like in a lot of ways because I was in my college years. So you got to think about it. We were treating it like it was kind of like college. Just, yeah. There was no bitch. Like a big ass like frat all, house. It was like an all boys school. There was no fucking. Uh, well, not the kind you wanted, anyway. No, so, well, maybe some people, but well, some I, people. I don't know, dude. Yeah, I yeah. Was, I, you, uh, were, you referred to like, a porno magazine as a pussy book, and it made me laugh. I said, "Yeah, that's what we call them, pussy books." That's man. pretty that's crazy to called. think that that's all you would get. And you said some people, pussy book. If you stole somebody's pussy book and got caught, I've with seen it, a dude get his face cut to ribbons over a pussy book. Don't you be treating my woman like that, motherfucker. It's <laughs> just a picture nah, of some chick's ass. Because the dude just grabbed the pussy book and, and took it to use without asking. And and the guy lost his shit because I guess that was his special one. He didn't lend that one out. And this guy lost his motherfucking mind. I wonder how he fucking like did he snatch it and like start pulling his dick out? Like he was like, I'll be right well, back. Well, no, he <laughs> grabbed the book and took it to the to the to the to the bathroom to the toilet stalls. Oh man! And uh, did homeboy kick in the door? <laughs> you motherfucker! <Yeah. laughs> Bounced his face. Nah, he off didn't a kick in the walls. door. He caught him when he was coming back. When he was coming back down the tier, he was like, "What the fuck is that in your hand?" And what? dude fucking he already knew that it was missing, I guess, because he had a he had a fucking shank ready and he just started cutting his face to pieces over a fucking I've seen a dude's tongue flop out the side of his mouth because he reneged in a hand of sp- in a hand of uh, fucking spades. Hit him with a razor blade, huh? Oh, hard. <laughs> it's crazy. Whole tongue just flopped out the side. It's you know, it's funny. You were talking to Lewis and I, I appreciate you know how he gets sometimes and he was talking about you know dude in, in prison i would be fucking doing push-ups he's like i'd be i'd be yeah peacocking yeah, all yeah, you yeah. motherfuckers and you just just real calmly you said yeah that's how motherfuckers get cut <laughs> and he goes <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah man it's crazy to think about you could get laid open or like a, a weight dropped on your head or i've seen all types of crazy improvised weapons this, dude, this is how- one dude had a fucking sword he somehow because they have uh like outside detail and there's various jobs and and motherfuckers uh 
like work on the lawnmowers there and shit. It's called Industries. Yeah. And um, so this one dude took a lawnmower blade and they have sharpening stones there and everything. And he fucking grinded this thing down to a sword. And uh, yeah, he had a whole fucking, it's like a machete. He got a fucking machete. Yeah, he's massive. swinging like, this, a, oh my God. <laughs> this one time this dude took, you know how the windows have grates on them? Yeah. Well, if you take thread from the shower curtain and string it, you know what I mean? It's like nylon. Yeah. It will fucking saw through metal. No like, joke. It's like, like dental It floss. takes a really fucking long time, but it will. It'll cut metal. Like there's this old, old, old dude in, in uh, Connecticut in the Connecticut prison system. They call him Hank the Shank, right? Because this dude can literally make a shank out of anything, anything in the world. And he's gone. He's got caught selling shanks and and possessing shanks <laughs> and sticking people with shanks so more times crazy. than any person <laughs> like in Connecticut. And he's he's never going home. So he just loves teaching people how to make weapons. Hey. Like he's like, fuck this place. You want to stab somebody in the fucking yeah. throat? Let me show you. You take a fucking yeah. coffee cup and then you melt this down and <laughs> step on it. Then you mix it with dog shit. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Because that'll cause infection. Bro. Fucking mix it with your own shit. What, you, what dog are you? I've you know? seen episodes of Lockup where they talk about people making shotguns, zip guns out of fucking bed spring oh, yeah. mattresses and just blasting holes. Harpoons. They'll take underwear yeah. straps and fucking take paper and fold it down to where it's like a, a fucking dart. And then yeah. they'll put the underwear strap on either side of the feeding, you know, latch cell. And they'll fucking pull that shit back like a rubber band and just wait for them to open that fucking tray and then just lob a damn Bomb. javelin yeah, at it's them. like a dart, yeah. <laughs> Motherfuckers get creative. <laughs> oh, yeah. There was one. Oh, it was a, a dandelion. They shit. took a, a, a bed spring, you know, made a shank, put a handle on it, and then they painted mm -hmm. it green and put, like, a dandelion on top of it so they could stick it in the yard, you know, and poke it in with another flower so it just looked like a weed. Look like a, yeah. That's out. a really just good idea. Stab the fuck out of somebody, man. Like Hell, yeah. That's a great idea. <laughs> they, uh, nah, they used to metal detect the yard all the time. That's how they find a lot of them. But uh, there was so many different ways to fucking like you didn't even have to make a weapon like they left enough. If you went to the like by the time you started to go down in your level, like they would just like leave all types of weapons around like that. toy. Even in level fours, that toilet scrubber brush, the thing I got beaten the fucking head with. Yeah, that thing is deadly. Like man. That thing is it's heavy as fuck. It's made out of solid wood. It's like. Two feet, over two feet long. Nah, maybe, I don't know, a little over a foot and a half to two feet long. It's long. It's a good-sized fucking thing. It's a nightstick or a baseball bat. <laughs> essentially, somewhere between. it's a yeah. little fucking club, yeah. And uh, and it's got the bristles on one end, and that's disgusting because you know it's been in prison toilet. Oh, and like, man. <laughs> yeah, man. And they they just, oh, I've seen, not, I'm not the only person who's gotten that upside their head. And then, uh, like, they'll. They, they sell uh, like they used to sell. They don't sell it anymore. They used to sell baby oil. That shit was deadly. You heat baby yeah, oil up, you let motherfucker skin dripping right off. Yeah, like, I've seen a motherfucker's oh, face just. He went to touch his face, and the skin just started globbing off. That was horrible. You ever hear somebody get hot baby oil poured on them in their sleep? Yes, that's a scream you'll never forget. 
dude. I've I through just lockup and my own fucking imagination too. Like I, I'm sure that there are things that you've done to where it's like you thought about it before, and then you see somebody else do it, and you go, "Oh yeah, that is a good idea." So it's yeah. I, it was the first time I thought about like taking a master lock and tying it to a or putting in a sock. A lock in a sock? That's a quintessential the, prison weapon, beating man. Beating the fuck out of somebody. And then one yeah. day I saw Full Metal Jacket and they did it with soap. And I'll go, oh, so that yeah. is a thing. But then no, I see lock up and they go, put the nah, sock. bitch. You don't put the lock inside <laughs> the sock. You rope the sock through the lock hole and hold it real tight. That's and the best way to do beat it. beat the fuck out of somebody with it. Like, Oh, yeah. Maybe I've I'm crazy. And, I've definitely <laughs> smashed somebody with a lock and a sock many times. That's how you know you're a little crazy when you just think of shit like that on how your own. How about this? <laughs> a fan motor inside of a laundry bag. I saw that stick inside someone's head because the little, uh, the the you know the thing that you stick the fan blades on. Yeah. It kind of sticks out of the motor. It's hard. It's it was got a little sticking point out of it. the laundry bag, and the kid swung it right, and the guy was at the hot pot getting hot pot water. And it's stuck right in his fucking skull. Dude. Yeah, that See, was pretty bad. You put a lug nut in a sock, too. That's one I say all the time. I was like, there's there's so many ways to beat the fuck out of somebody if you get your oh, hands yeah. on it. Soap is good, though, because it doesn't, like, it'll fuck you up but not leave marks. A lock is going to leave some fucking marks. That's well, why they used soap in that. That's what that's what they say. It doesn't leave marks. I don't know if it's true. Well, they threw that motherfucking full metal jacket. They threw that dude a blanket party. That's because he yeah. being a fuckhead. Oh, yeah. They had to... You imagine catching 23, 28 swacks with a fucking bar of soap and mean it? Like, they're not just tapping you. <laughs> like, yeah. Motherfucker. No, that's not a, that, and it's, it wasn't just one or two. It was like four or five people doing that, right? They held the blanket down over him so he couldn't move. <laughs> put a sock in his mouth and said, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. See, at fucking uh, in juvenile, what they used to do is they used to just throw a blanket over you and just start punching and kicking you. And that was a blanket party for right before you went home. They give uh, you a blanket party. Or your birthday. And they, <laughs> Whatever. Nah, you, nah, birthdays, nobody really knew when your birthday was. So you didn't really tell anybody because you didn't want to get, you know, the shit kicked out of you for no reason. Uh, it was already bad enough that you were locked up on your birthday. Dude, my birthday's Thanksgiving. So I had like to, it was horrible. Your birthday's like a on holiday, my birthday, you know. Oh, man. That, nothing good. That, dude, from literally the end of November until like. The middle of January, I would, I was always in a horrible mood. Usually getting a lot of fights in that time period. Nobody fucking like, cares. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you. Bullshit. Yeah, that has to be rough place. to share a fucking birthday and a holiday. Everybody's in a good fucking mood, and you're like, dude, whatever. Yeah. I fucking hate everybody. I hate yeah, everybody fuck away in here from so me. much. <laughs> and then you have to eat dinner at like, because in Connecticut on the holidays they serve dinner at like fucking uh, lunchtime. And then for uh, for dinner, you get a, 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 a peanut butter sandwich. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you already had your good, good meals meal. at Fuck lunchtime. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to eat my fucking turkey dinner at, at 1030 in the morning because dinner. I mean, uh, breakfast is at four or five. So you ever uh, you ever see anybody get the fuck beat out of them over some cranberry sauce? I bet that's a big commodity when it comes around. huh? I've seen people every food item imaginable. I've seen people like, dude, uh, just they have Jamaican beef patties up here on Sundays, one Sunday a month. Yeah. Um, a Jamaican beef patty. People will yeah, explain kill to me what Jamaican that is. Beef patty. Is it good? Oh, it's great. You never had a Jamaican beef patty? I guess maybe I've heard it called something else. Is it like a McRib? No, it's just like-, like a bright yellow bread thing with this weird beef stuffed inside of it. Hmm. 
No, never heard of it. I have to check it out. Dude, they're great. But they're it's, spicy. It's and worth fantastic. beating the shit out of somebody over, so I guess I owe it to whoever. Dude, people <laughs> will kill <laughs> people will kill for a beef patty. So are there people that you still talk to or have you kind of just closed that chapter and you don't really think about it? I mean, obviously you think about it, but like, no, you know. no, man. What, like my best friend in the world is fucking, uh, I met him in jail and we were fucking roommates when we got out of jail after I still, I talked to him today. Yeah. You know, he did 17 years. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. He, uh, He's he's uh he's almost forty, and uh, he went away when he was sixteen. God damn, that's a convict. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's oh, not yeah, a, yeah. It's not Absolutely. an inmate. That's the difference they say between an inmate and a convict. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, there's quite a few differences, man. Whew. That's a lot but, of time, uh, dude. Yeah, nah, he's a, he's a great. Mm. He's a fucking. He's a great guy. He's got the biggest heart in the world. He's the fucking realest dude you'll ever want to meet. You know what I mean? And uh, if he fucks with you, he'll fuck with you to the end. You know what I, I mean? I hope that he stays out. I hope that he stays. Oh, he's well. good, That's man. Good. He's been good. out for. Uh, he got home a couple months after I did. And there's a, a third, another one. This other kid that I'm friends with, we all three of us actually were roommates after we got out. And uh, he, me, and him got our inmate numbers together. They're only a few numbers off. We were locked up together for the first time. I actually knew him from the streets. And uh, the three of us still uh, stay stay in touch. And I have a few buddies still in the joint that uh, every now and again, uh, you know, drop them a line. You know, a couple. I got uh, one. A buddy of mine just got double life uh, for oh, a man. 2011 double homie. Um, Some other fucking things. bunch of people. Yeah, bunch of people. That's goddamn, dude. <laughs> double homicide. Did he one, catch his wife fucking somebody? Nah, nah, it was over some re- really dumb shit, and uh, I don't know. I haven't. We haven't really. I haven't really gotten to talk to him about yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah, obviously, it's, it's he caught it right as I was coming home. He was going in. I saw it on the news. It was actually New Year's Eve, two thousand eleven. So this was uh, seven years ago to the day today, and uh, New Year's Day. I turn the TV on and the first thing I see is his face and a buddy of mine that was sleeping a few beds away because we were in a dormitory. He yells out, hey, Hennessy, you see this shit? And I was like, yeah, man, he's a fucking idiot. And he, he ended up turning himself in. He was on the run. He turned himself in because they told him they'd give him a $100,000 cash bond. <laughs> and uh, they lied to him. They gave him a $2 million bond. And, oh, uh, uh, he would, I mean, he would have, oh man! <laughs> and then he got found guilty. And then uh, one, there's like nine people on death row in Connecticut. And then they abolished the death penalty, but they're still on death row. Those nine people, okay? Yeah. Two of them are the guys from the Cheshire home invasion, right? Which was national news. It was this big horrible thing that happened. I think I've heard about that in yeah. Connecticut. It ruined parole for all. It changed Connecticut prison systems. It was fucked up. They fucking ruined it for everybody. They were a bunch of pussies. And I wish they would just put them in general population so they could actually be put to death instead of sitting on death row and never being put to death. But uh, one of those nine people I actually know very well from the juvenile system here in Connecticut. And uh, yeah, 
I I, uh, I know one of the nine people on death row. That's kind of weird to say, you know, like, uh, oh, yeah, this kid, he was normal. He seemed totally normal. And then he smoked a bunch of PCP and did a whole bunch of horrific shit. Didn't see it coming. Didn't see it coming. You know, I think that there's a monster in all of us. I think that it's like a superpower, Sean. I think I don't know about monster. I think there's the ability to do fucked up shit and horrific shit. But the, okay, some of these so, guys did some real monstrous well, shit. I guess what like, I'm saying is there's in some. I, it's not everybody. So there's a monster in some people. There's a, a thing in the brain that makes it to where, you know, it's a very resilient thing. You can do things, and your brain will will process it and go yeah okay there's some people that can't like the people that do things and and no offense to your friend but like people that do other no 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 i didn't say he was my friend okay somebody yeah yeah, but so so people that turn themselves in people that can't live with guilt people that have no conscience and people that my friend turned himself in on the double homicide i thought you were talking about the guy who's on death row no 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 i'm just saying like there are some people that can do horrific things and sleep at night and there are some people that can't but they're both capable of committing a crime. It's just the difference of, of how you process stuff and some of its nature, some of its nurture, you know, some people That's are right. born crazy no, like, and then some people are say, turned when crazy. You say monster, <laughs> when, you, when you say monster, I, I personally think of like what these uh, Cheshire guys did or, or even what the guy I know, I don't want to say names cause no, 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 you're fine. it's, it's pretty fucked up what he did. So, um, like that that involved like horrible sexual brutal sexual assault and and uh, a horrible murder yeah um that to me is a monster gunning somebody down in the street over over money or drugs or 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 anything like that that's business that's different like i'm not saying it's right i'm not saying it's good and i'm not saying i agree with it but what i'm saying is is these people are involved in this type of lifestyle you know the risks that come along with it now, whether but, you're willing to, whether you're willing to subject yourself to that, and you make that decision knowingly, you have to know what you know what I mean. What what comes with the territory? See, based on that, I mean, a marine could be a monster. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You know like, what I mean? That's different. That's that, his business. That's his is, job. Yes, yeah. You know but, what I mean? I, I have a ooh, brother. That's a crazy business. <laughs> like, yeah, those motherfuckers I, my, are willing to cut people's heads off if they have to, but it's for our country. And I exactly. appreciate what they do. They're a necessary evil. I'm not saying dude, they're bad. I'm just saying, but just war, is, school. war is I know fucking all, evil dude, and people have I to die. I respect that kid to no end. <laughs> and the thing that those kind of guys have to deal with and take care of, it. there's some people in this world that just need a hug and they need people to just leave them alone. Or they need them exactly. to not leave them alone and talk to them and let them, let them smoke some weed. I'm all about right? that. These soldiers, it's, they tell you, they say, it will ruin your career. Don't even do it. And there are people that literally have had to put bullets in kids' faces. Oh, yeah. And have to sleep at night with that, with their wife and kids after they do two or three tours where it's chaos, 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 chaos. And they come home and they're suburban house dad. <laughs> like, oh, it's yeah. not fair that some no. of these people literally end up leaving their families. They kill themselves. They shoot up fucking grocery stores. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it, the, 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 that suicide rate is ridiculous. It's it's absolutely absurd. 
I know um, at least three people who lost their husbands after the fact, you know, either by uh, suicide by my little know. brother. Every other day is posting about one of his friends from the army who's who's taken their life or who's, uh, you know what I mean? Something else all the time. He himself he himself had some PTSD issues and had night terrors and shit. And he's still in the army. He's still active duty and might have to deploy again. You know what I mean? I got so, a, a buddy of mine. He's a podcaster. His name's B Rob. Shout out Houston, Texas. What up, Iraq? Um, he's he's a Marine. You know, he he did a mm. long time in the service, and he's a, he's a regular dude. He's awesome. Yeah. But you have to know it's just like a cage fighter. It's just like you know something like that. When you're sitting across the table or you're talking to this person, there's a switch in there mm-hmm. <laughs> that you know they've seen turned on before, and I don't think it ever goes away. Oh yeah. And it's no different than a gangster, you know, or a fucking or anything else, a drug dealer, a person who's a, a, a prostitute, people that did shit like. Oh, yeah. People do. Dude, I tell amazing you, what, I've sat things. down with, with, with paid with paid murderers, with with hired hitmen in prison and, and have eaten food with these people and had conversations with this. This one in particular person was probably the baddest, most scariest motherfucker on the planet, but. If you got over the way he looked and just gave him a moment of conversation, you'd meet, you'd find he was the funniest, nicest, smartest, fucking could hold a conversation about anything, had a lot to teach a lot of people, didn't even come off like that type of person. You know what I mean? <laughs> did but he murder, at the same time. Did he murder 25 people in a school bus? Maybe. No. <laughs> Not that I know of, but he's probably <laughs> murdered a lot more than that for hire, I'm sure. <laughs> like. It's, uh, but you know what I mean? Like you never, you never know. Like you never know what somebody and 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 that's what I'm saying. The way these motherfuckers see it is that was business. It was business. You know what I mean? And and that's the way it kind of comes across. And that's I'm sure the way that that the military has. But in a lot of ways too, like the military gets like uh, you know programmed to be like you know. This is the job. This is what has to be done. Well, yeah, you, know, you want to do boom, that. Boom, boom, boom. That's well, no different. Yeah. Like I said, than a gangster or anything. Else. It's like this is every day, man. This you want to survive out here. This is what you got to do in the military. It's if you want to survive over here in the desert. Yeah. I'm gonna teach you how to do that. <laughs> now, what yeah. happens once you get over there? Eh, that's on you. That's on you. Good luck. Yeah. Hopefully, nothing happens. But if it does, hopefully you can you can well, remember mili- this yeah, training exactly. <laughs> And so it's just like becoming a street thug to a, to a drug dealer kingpin. It's you move up the ladder, then you live with the shit you do. And so you were talking about the difference between monsters. I guess it it was a, not a good term, but I'm saying like the body, the brain is an amazing thing. And I think, Oh yeah. Everybody has the ability to kill. You know what I mean? Everybody's got the ability to do real fucked up shit. You know what I mean? To prison. You've done kind of this thing like, you know, the movie, the matrix, Mm-hmm. you've kind of like been pulled out of the matrix. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you got your plug pulled and you got to see what real life is for it's seven, really seven years. It's really hard to adjust life. even still. You've got seven years of just people, some people that maybe didn't get what they deserve, you know, they got fucked. Mm. And I can appreciate that. I understand the prison system is a machine. We can talk about that too. But what I'm saying is you've experienced life around people that have done really crazy fucked up shit. And mm-hmm. live in this real world where people really don't owe you anything and people don't really give a fuck about you. And now you've taken the advantage because you got to get plugged back in, but you still carry that knowledge that 
85% of the world don't fucking have. Like they don't yeah. get it. Like how fucking serious your life could change, and you could be in a in a room with a motherfucker taking your shit off, putting you a smock, you know, because you just tried to hang yeah. yourself, and now you're getting kicked in the face and thrown a fucking yeah. piece of bread and a smock in a in a room with no mattress and saying, "Deal with your shit, bitch." I'll holler at you in about uh twenty hours. Yeah, exactly. Clang. Oh my god, <laughs> how is that mental health help? Like I didn't have any personally. Like I got some anger issues and what all and what all, but like I never dealt with any like suicidal shit or anything like that. I was put under suicide watch quote I'm doing air quotes suicide quote unquote watch, which is basically they throw you butt ass, butt ass naked in a cell and give you styrofoam trays of food with no spork. You got to rip a corner off the styrofoam to eat. They give you this bullshit ass blanket and smock. It's like uh, an like apron, said, right? You know, like a potholder apron? I chose not to wear that shit. <laughs> I'm going to be in here dig out. Fuck y'all. Hell yeah. So those shell, fucking, some of those things don't even have toilets in them. It's a hole no. in the ground. It's like, dry what's cells, up? Dry cells. Take yeah, a shit man. in that hole right there and then kick it in Because they don't want you drowning foot. yourself in the toilet. <laughs> like They kept me like that for 21 days. It wasn't because I was suicidal. It was because they were trying to fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? They twisted my words and I didn't say what they said I said. And it wasn't even what what they said. I said wasn't even that crazy, anyways. You know what I mean? Like, but they did it to fuck with me. You know what I mean? But and like, it worked, what, man. That shit sucked. I mean, but like you said, I started to behave a little better after that. Like you said in the very beginning, though, your story is unique, but it's not that unique. Other people get oh, that yeah. too. So there's other people just like you walking around with oh, a head God. full of steam, Absolutely. getting thrown in a fucking tin a cage for twenty days. Yeah. You know, just for oh, yeah. saying some shit and then having to come home one day now and trying to be like, all right, well, guess what? Your rent's due mm-hmm. and uh, cable's up. It's $200 for cable. Um, let's say your insurance is this much. And by the way, you're only making $20 an hour if you're fucking lucky. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? If you, if got you a can find a job. job for $20 an hour. <laughs> yeah. So it's. It's hard to get a job with a record, too, man. It's fucked up. Yeah. You know? It's a. It's a industry and i ain't shit here arkansas i believe mm. we have a very high uh private prison uh presence do you uh, there's only one here in connecticut and that's where they send the sex offenders because the sex offenders were getting uh assaulted at such a high rate we might so, have 15 prisons in this state like maximum oh, we had security more prisons maybe more like big oh max big security yeah, prisons yeah. okay there were more prisons per capita in Connecticut than any other state in the nation at one point in time, probably just 10 years ago. It was like that, but they started ever since, uh, the new governor took over, they've been closing prisons down and shit like that. But so the the rate of incarceration isn't changing much. They're just overcrowding certain prisons. Here's what you do. If you become a millionaire, you open your own (laughs) prison and you, you like recruit your prisoners and you can just have whatever you want. You could have like, murder chicks like hot murder <laughs> chicks and they could just come yeah. stay at your fucking house you gotta put bars on the doors and you gotta take like the fucking the knives out of the kitchen and shit but you know hey it's prison it's cool i'll make it a reality show i'll i'll, I'll live stream all the fucking uh <laughs> cctv cameras i've said before i said wouldn't it be crazy if you could have a private prison what if you had a prison for little people like just midgets <laughs> You could get like two or three guards. I'm sure midgets, excuse me, I'm sure little people uh, commit crimes 
you know, like, are there a lot of little people inmates? Because if there were, then you could just have them all at your little fucking your. Yo, prison. I've never. Now that you say that, I don't think I've ever seen a midget inmate. Not like a proper midget. I've seen like really short motherfuckers. You think I've they seen, keep them sag though? Yo, I because seen a dude obviously, with Down syndrome. Like they had a dude with Down syndrome locked up. They didn't even put him. It was a county jail. They didn't even put him in like a mental institution. He was in county jail. Like, it sounds like you're telling me that little people don't commit crimes, Sean Hennessy, and that's racist and offensive. <laughs> I think that's sizest. <laughs> I don't think midgets are racist. Like, I'm not saying like Puerto Rican midgets aren't locked up. You know what I mean? I'm saying like I didn't see any midgets locked up. <laughs> There's not any. Like it's fucking crazy. I bet they not would that keep I can separate. remember. Not like I saw like maybe he was a dwarf. So maybe there's a niche market. He was market. like kind of proportional, but he was like four foot five. So like maybe they just don't send him to prison. They just they get sentenced and they go. Now your honor, they go to juvenile hall. Honestly, your honor, this man will not make it in prison. <laughs> no. He was three and a half feet tall. Well, what I'm saying is they could put three to a bunk. They would save a lot of space. <laughs> Here's a you chest of I mean? drawers, you little motherfuckers. And they just slide yeah. out the things. End to end. Man, it would be funny. as a midget prison. That's, that's, there, that's an That idea. would be funny. <laughs> you just that would be one really funny. Big ass guard. You get like Kevin Nash. You pay him a couple thousand dollars a day because you're going to get. Dude, and you get like really big like prison beds and really big lockers. But here's the thing. And make it like extra difficult for them to live. No, no, no. Here's the thing. You only make the fence like five feet tall because <laughs> why the fuck not? <laughs> you don't that's need a- an eight, 18 foot fence on a midget prison. You would prison. save so much money on fencing. You really would. Dude, that would cut your fencing expenses down to like a quarter. It would cut it in half. Oh, oh, oh fuck. Dude, it's it's been awesome getting to talk to you. And I Absolutely. Just, so I did you get your shit figured out yesterday? You hit me up and I thought for a minute that I fucked up and said the wrong day. So I got nervous when you when you text me. I said, Oh No, fuck. no, yeah. Did you I, get I your shit figured out, man? Tell me what you were not, what you had going on with your Not entirely. Not entirely. We're getting it worked out now though. I'm just getting we uh we uh we're doing a podcast actually. Yeah. Um Bullpen Therapy. Uh, you could check us out at Bullpen Therapy Podcast on uh, Twitter and Instagram, and bullpentherapy.com will be up real soon. But for the time being, you go to a shot of Hennessy.com, and uh, the pod will be up there really soon on the Bullpen Therapy page. And um, it's basically we're just sitting down with comics and uh, other degenerate pricks like ourselves. Love it. And uh, talking, to, seeing how they ended up uh, in. in in situations with the police, how they ended up in, uh, I think I have it in the bio, how they ended up in handcuffs and holding cells. You know what I mean? Like what, what got them, uh, you know, in a jam with the cops. Man. Cause everybody's kind of got a funny story. They've been pulled over and had to be detained for a little while while the car got searched. Cause yeah. they had a roach in there from 1994 and everybody's got a stupid fucking story. And then you got the stories like, yeah, like my buddy, you know what I mean? Uh, I went to pistol whip somebody and decided at the last second to pop him in the fucking head because he was 15 and the guy was 38 and fucking beating the piss out of him. And what are you going to do? And then he get yeah, what are you going to Sometimes it happens. And then you end up getting an asshole full of time. You know what I mean? Oh, so, damn. I shot Marvin in his face. <laughs> whoops. <laughs> Man, well, see, here's my thing. And it's, I caught a charge uh, when I was 19 and I've, I've, 
done work to try. I didn't go to, to prison. You know, I, I fucking got a lawyer that by the, I don't even know. He was a dirt ball. He got arrested like three years later because he dropped. Yes, eight ball. those are the best lawyers. So this lawyer was a piece of shit, dude. Like he was just, I don't know how I found him. I found him through the bondsman. That's what's up. Oh, so it was Saul. Better call Saul guy. Huh? Paid him that cash. Kind of paid him cash money every time I did. went and he, his assistant didn't even write me a receipt. She would take his business card and write paid $200. Right. <laughs> so I paid him probably about 15 to $1,700 out of say 35 hundo is what he quoted me. Yeah. Basically to show up late, by the way, motherfucker rolled in as the, the judge was coming in. So this, oh, shit. this dude really did not get my respect. <laughs> I appreciate his yeah. work, but he kind of almost fucked me. Of course, that's the what dude, they do. I, I didn't pay him. I fucking I paid him half and said, "All right, I'm out." That's Find it. Find out three years later, he dropped an eight ball of meth in line at a bank, and they caught it oh, on camera. Shit. And they were like, "Hey, man, did you just drop a bunch of meth on the floor?" And he was like, "No." <laughs> they said, "Well, it's, <laughs> you know, you, you picked it up, and yeah." So he got he got some shit. He got his license taken away, and yeah, whatever. So I got arrested. Right? <laughs> it was on some drug related shit. Uh, a buddy of mine overdosed, so I lost a friend on that day, and I got knocked ah. for for some shit, simultaneous possession of narcotics, firearm, maintaining drug premises, all this shit they tried to to lay on us. We were just kids, trying yep. to, trying to live, and and yeah. Anyway, I'm nervous. I'm sad. I've had a long fucking day. I get to processing. Right, I'm sitting there now. The week before was was kind of rough. My my girl at the time told me my feet had been smelling really bad. Okay, so that morning I put like baking soda and some like carpet freshener shit in my socks. Yeah, to try to keep my boots from stinking real bad. Yeah, trying to keep the smell down. Yeah, I hear you. you Got to do that sometimes. I'm in processing. Fucking just wore out sitting there, and they go, "All right, we're gonna need you to take your socks and shoes off and fucking, uh, you know, get get." Take your shit off. Okay. So I fucking take it off. And as I take my boot off, this this brownish white, chunky fucking substance falls on the floor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No. And they go, what's that? I go, huh? They go, hit your boots together. So I take my boots and I smack them. And dude, all that fucking baking soda shit had like pressed down into flakes. Clumped together, yeah. I think for about 10 minutes, <laughs> I was about to be in some real serious shit. Cause like I said, I just gotten brought in on drug charges Yep. and it looks like, Oh, I don't know about an eight ball of fucking crack rocks just rolled out of my fucking boots. <laughs> <laughs> they had to break. And I, I, I told them, I said, y'all, it's not what you think. It's, it's fucking baking soda. And, and they were like, mm -mm. they had to test it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is fucking yep. drugs. I said, no, man, it's just, come on. So sometimes they get a little aggressive for no reason. and it's Oh, yeah. It was a very uncomfortable moment, though, because I, I said as it was coming out, I go, this kind of looks like crack. Uh -oh. You said that out loud? <laughs> In my head, like as it's oh, coming shit. out, I'm just going, oh, no, <laughs> this is how this <laughs> happens. I'm about to get fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they get excited, especially cracks. They, they uh... Down there, especially, you get big time for that shit. Uh, it's not the same thing as cocaine. I tell you, it's no. a very different crime, and that's kind of the unjust thing about, you know, crack oh, and coke. Absolutely, is. the crack laws are so fucked up. Even the, listen, if you watch a documentary about Rick Ross, um, the, the real, real Rick the Ross, real Rick freeway Ross. Ricky Ross, <laughs> the the uh, the cocaine dealer from from L.A. Yes, there's not, not uh, the, the fat, man who 
Not the What's fat that? ex-correction officer rapper. <laughs> From Miami? No, From no, no. Miami. Fuck that Rick Ross. The real Rick Ross. Um, he's actually the person they claim is responsible for, for the crack wave. When in fact, it was uh, really Ali North and Ronald Reagan and and, uh, you know, the whole Iran-Contra thing, they were, you know, selling Nicarag- Nicaraguan drugs to buy guns from Iran to fucking sell shit to the Nicaraguans to stop the fucking Soviets from, you know, getting a foothold in there. It was – I think it's pretty well documented that it was introduced kind of erroneously, <laughs> you know, yeah. for people that weren't yeah. doing it. They were just trying yeah. to, to move it around and say, hey, let's watch these motherfuckers. It's like giving yeah. anything drugs or say, let's see how fucked up we can get it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It, so it went haywire, so man. It wrecked a lot. The of guy people. who wrote the crack laws even said that it was extremely disproportionate and that it was totally fucked up and that they were only hearing part of the story at the time. And then they wrote these laws up and it was all fucked up. And you know what I mean? Like it. It's so disproportionate. The the uh, you know you get charged with like a couple grams of crack. It's like you have a couple ounces of powder. You know what I mean? It's ridiculous. I've been seeing a lot of stuff on like systematic racism and stuff that I really didn't know was a thing until like now people are making points to go. No, you need to look at this. Like, listen, I've seen it firsthand. Some really and- fu- the red line laws or whatever it was, redlining where they were talking about how they would just. Yeah black off pardon the pun but they would mark yeah. off areas on a map and just go everything inside here is shit don't yep. give them loans don't give them money for their schools fuck them yep and yeah uh, it's fucked up it's real shit like you can say well it was a long time it wasn't that fucking long ago and some of them no. are still there man like mm-hmm. it's it's pretty crazy to think how you know we as a society we've we've come a long fucking way but we've still got a lot of work to do <laughs> and listen People 20 years quitting. before we were born there was still they were still going through the civil rights struggle 20 years before we were born I saw something interesting the other day that was talking about racism and how you know the south gets a pretty bad rap about racism but what it said was there was just it's, as it's much ra- up everywhere they though. said it was just as much racism up north because what happened was they just redlined properties and made black neighborhoods. We're down south. We all had to live together, which is where you get colored water fountains and colored eating establishments and shit like mm-hmm. that. It's we they were racist, but they had to live next door to each other. <laughs> so I mean, there yeah. was some camaraderie in some situations, but there was obviously, you know, people that got fucking the shit kicked out of them on a daily basis or lynched or whatever the fuck. Like it's it was just my grandpa's generation ago. <laughs> it yeah. was 50 years ago, man. Seriously. It's pretty crazy. It wasn't that long ago <laughs> at all. It still and happens like, I, now. I'm here now, yeah. and people still drop hard R's. I talk about it on my show, dude. Like, it's. And they don't. Hey, they're hard not, R? They're not playing. That is not socially acceptable. It's really no. not. <laughs> it's not. Like, this is the thing. I, I, I have a joke where, where I say, you know, I fucked up my white privilege. Everybody's talking about white privilege. Well, I fucked up my white privilege. You know what I mean? And, and in the joke, I, I say that I feel that's a little bit worse than starting off with none. 
Yeah, right. It's, <laughs> you like, lost it, but you never had any. I fucked any. it up. Yeah. I, you know, you, you never know, had any. You, you know what know you're what missing like. out on. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. You don't understand. People I used fucked to, it up. People used to come and fucking jump when I said things, and now they don't give yeah. a fuck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, like, I've seen, and, and it's true, because I do, like, you know, and I do joke about it, like, you know, I, I've made myself colored because I'm, you know, heavily, heavily tattooed, and, yeah. you know, I joke about you know how i'm multicolored, and that's why the cops fuck with me all the time and shit like that but <laughs> no nah, it's the truth it's like i've seen i've you know i kind of know what it feels like to get stopped by the cops and not be sure whether i'm gonna walk away from that situation alive or not but it's not because of how i was born it might be a little bit because of how i look now yeah but that's my own fault what but a thing it's, is, I've, it's not something <laughs> I've had to deal with from birth and it's not something that I'll ever truly, truly understand, but I get a little bit, you know what I mean? I, I get it a small bit and it's fucked up to have to live like that. When you get the, a, a job stopper tattoo, that's when you trade in your white privilege. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When a, I got my hands and knuckles a, a done, job stoppers like, or cross your knuckles or anywhere on your face or neck, yeah. <laughs> that's. That's trading in your white privilege card. <laughs> Unless it. you're a fucking well, that, a rapper. And when you when you have more <laughs> felonies than letters in your name, um, that also counts too. I think. <laughs> it's a good bit. Is that part of it? You you write that one down, Sean? Uh, no, it's actually not. But it's just something I see. It's, it's, it's an easy way to describe how many felonies I have. When people are like, "How many? Oh, more more, more than, than four. <laughs> no, no, I mean first and last. My whole name. Oh fuck! Well, a name like Hennessy, it's got to be smooth though. That's it's like, That's hey it. man, it's a lot. It's a lot, lot. That's it. That's yeah. <laughs> I've done some shit, That's man. It. Dude, I I wish you nothing but the best. I I hope that you you make the right decisions. And I, I think that you only know to be yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like you, that's all. That's it. Man. You've had to be yourself long enough that you know what you're out for. You know what you're in for. And I think that you can handle it. So I, I really hope that, you know, moving forward, you can see the good opportunities and kind of not get caught in any bullshit because at the end of the day, you know, being successful is whatever you want that to be. If it's exactly, selling, selling out fucking arenas, then that's what it is. If it's selling out a 200 seat comedy club, then that's what it is. But I really hope that, you know, that happens for you. And I'll be, Thank I'll be you, following you. I appreciate you. You know, the, that, man. I have an open door policy. Once you're on once, you can come back any goddamn time you like. So if you've got something to promote in the future, if you got anything going on, if you get down around Arkansas, which I wouldn't recommend it, it's fucking shitty most of the year. So, <laughs> Uh, let me know. You know, I'll keep in touch. Definitely, and, man. And uh, I want to watch you and and see where you go from here because I think. Hell it's, yeah! And I'd love for you to come on uh, bullpen therapy and tell us about that fucking arrest story. It sounds pretty fucking uh, interesting. Yeah. I've also been arrested after a friend OD'd and uh, was caught up in some bullshit, but it was a little different of a situation. Yeah. Um. So I understand what that's like a bit. You know. Dude, that's, I, uh, that's I'd crazy, love to hear that story, man. Crazy day, man. It's finding yeah. you, finding you could be a buddy cold on a couch. <laughs> yeah, it, for me, it was in a hotel room. He was in the bed. <sighs> I cleaned up. I cleaned up the room. Me too. And yeah. went to a payphone, called nine one one. So I got charged with uh, 
tampering with a corpse yeah. and uh, disrupting a crime scene, whatever. It was in another state. Oh, so. buddy, this is going to be a good conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so we'll say we'll talk about it more on the pod, man. We'll talk about it more on the pod for sure. But if you uh, need anything else, if you have any questions, don't. I don't know everything, so don't fucking rely yeah. on me. But if I have an opinion, <laughs> I'll either get you one or I'll tell you somebody I know that might know better. So. Dude, thank you so much, man. Thank you for having me on. This was awesome. You have a wonderful Sunday. You have a happy new year. And you enjoy, too, man. Rolling in, into 2018. Fucking awesome. Enjoy all those fucking things that you didn't get to do. I know that you appreciate it even more. So I want you to fucking get your get your life on for a little bit. And uh, Hell yeah. You fucking you do your thing. You understand me? Hell yeah, man. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. And uh, one more thing to plug. Make sure you check out Roastmasters. Uh January 9th, I'll be on Roastmasters, the podcast on Gas Digital. Uh, I'll be going up against a really funny kid, Andrew Manning. Um, I think JP McDade is the headliner that night on the roast. So uh, definitely going to be a good battle to check out. You have to shoot me the link and I'll post it too. So we'll we'll direct as much attention as we can get you, man. And you fucking, you. you have a good one. And it's been a pleasure getting to talk with you, Sean Hennessy. Hell yeah, man. You too, bro. I'm going to get in here and see what the fuck is making all this noise in my house. I think my boy is playing drums with pans. <laughs> oh, there you go. All right, man. Happy New Year and thank you. Yeah, man. Take it easy. You too, bro. All right. So that was my episode with Sean Hennessy. Man, that dude's been through some crazy shit. It's, uh, it's crazy to think about it like your whole life could change in the blink of an eye and then you gone son for a long fucking time I mean I've I've spent a lot of time by myself I'm not comparing it to being in prison but uh you know just being alone and not talking to people will kind of fuck your your brain up a little People are social. We're social creatures. We need to talk and we need to interact with other people. So, you know, it's it's pretty amazing when you can get somebody that's been through that kind of chaos and uh, you know still manage to at least have a sense of humor about it. I mean, fuck, sometimes you gotta laugh just to keep from crying, man. But he's a real he's a real fucking dude, and I'm happy to have had a conversation with him. And uh, they're trying to get all the kinks worked out with his fucking uh, with his podcast, uh, Bullpen Therapy. And uh, I'm going to try and see if I can get the Twitter handle right quick, just so we can make sure you can follow them. Uh, it's going to be Bullpen underscore Therapy. That's with Sean Hennessy and his partner, Brian Bar- Bargainier? Bargainier? Anyway. Uh, a shot of Hennessy.com, I think, is his. Uh, I should have been prepared, y'all. I'm so sorry. I'm trying to no, okay. So Twitter handle is uh, at Hennessy underscore shots. Uh, a shot of Hennessy.com. You can find videos, links, you know, dates, all that stuff, y'all. You got to, uh, you got to admire a motherfucker that can literally come from the bottom, pick himself up. And keep on walking. So, salute to you, Mr. Sean Hennessy. And I wish you nothing but the best. As for the rest of you motherfuckers, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. And I guess we'll, we'll be back here next week 
with another episode of the Po' Boys Podcast. But until then, I'm Jody B. Y'all fucking take it easy. Show felt like the end.
Thank you.